0: I was looking at some beginning programming tutorials this morning on the internet, and it's always funny. I'm always struck at the state of current tutorials out there, especially the free ones. And almost invariably, they go one of two ways. They usually start with either a super extremely easy example of, and I have mentioned this before on an earlier episode, but they'll start with you can add seven plus two, and let's feed this to the interpreter and see what happens. And it's like, oh wow, you get this number back. And then they move from there uh, swiftly up into some very difficult. And welcome back to the sixth episode of the Tunnel Coder Podcast. And this episode is sponsored by Composed Cloud Solutions out of Lakewood, Colorado. Now, today, I wanted to talk to you guys a little bit about the Tunnel Coder Manifesto. Now, I wrote this a few weeks ago, and I've got some bullet points on there that I think sum up what it's all about to be a tunnel coder and kind of a, you know, a way to understand what this podcast is all about. And uh, there's a code tutorial series that I'm working on in the background right now that I'll be releasing soon that will... Uh, adhere to these standards and these practices in this manifesto. So I just wanted to go over that today and uh, just jump off of each one of those points as sort of a talking point and share some of that information with you. So so hope you stay tuned and hope you get something awesome out of this episode. Uh, Concepts, you know, with classes and decorators and uh, all kinds of things that are uh, extremely difficult concepts for beginners, especially when you start dealing with much more difficult concepts like higher order functions, which are functions that return functions. So like a nested function that returns another function. And I know that doesn't make a lot of sense if you're just learning how to code, but I've seen code tutorials go from, uh, you know, some basic calculator type skills all the way up to decorators, you know, and a few short pages and the higher order functions, like I said. And then the other uh, sort of branch or path that they seem to take is they uh, start talking about extremely heavy uh, CS or computer science uh, types of concepts. And I can always tell when one of these tutorials has been written by somebody that's taken a CS degree or maybe they're a professor at a, uh, you know, a CS uh, degree program at a school because they'll almost invariably talk about how it's a really a good thing if you have these really strong math skills and people with strong math skills and strong logic skills and all these things are the ones that are going to succeed in learning how to code. And then they'll go off and and talk about how you need to spend your time implementing things like linked lists and binary trees and all these things. And I always just get a chuckle out of this because it's crazy. You literally, I never do this stuff. I I, I code for a living and I never, ever do linked lists or binary trees. And um, you only do in certain use cases when you really absolutely need to. And so I always get a chuckle at just the state of these different tutorials and how it's just so completely unrelated to the real world. Um, I was thinking about it this morning as I was kind of looking through a a few of the tutorials on the internet again, and you can literally type in, uh, you know, learn to code for beginners or anything like that. And you'll, you'll find what I'm talking about. And uh, I was just thinking about it, you know, kind of thinking about a metaphor you know, of how to sort of sum up the state of all of this. And I was thinking, I don't know why this popped in my mind, but what if you were like somebody that needed to run from, uh, you know, this point to the next point? Like, I don't even know, this sounds crazy. It's a weird example. I don't know why my brain works like this, but I was thinking, uh, what if you needed to run from your house to the store and it was two miles away and you wanted to, take off and run and, and you'd never ran before and you were asking somebody, Hey, how do I accomplish this task? How do I run from here to the store? Because I really need to go get some food. And they were like, well, first of all, you need to uh go over here because we've got this entire um ropes course over here on the side and it's kinda like a tough mudder kind of scenario. And You need to start by climbing this 20 foot wall and then you need to climb underneath this rope and you need to get super dirty and you need to get, um, you know, mud on your face and, and you're going to spend a month doing that and you're going to learn how to strap yourself into a zip line and you're going to learn the basics of zip line construction and, uh, (laughs) I don't know, just anything, just anything you could think of that's like so completely off the point of what you need to do. And I mentioned this in a previous episode. I think I gave the example of uh, if you wanted to learn how to change the oil in your car and you had somebody try to walk you through a whole bunch of specifics about, you know, engine compression ratios and things like that. It's literally that crazy. I can't reiterate this to you enough. I mean, if you Okay. Let me back up a little bit. If you did get a degree in CS and you went to Stanford and uh, you know, or any other, I, I think Stanford, cause they've got uh, a really good CS degree. But if you went to really any school and got a computer science degree, of course you'd learn how to code, right? Like you would be able to learn how to code and you'd be able to come out and get a job and, and code. But the thing is, is that when you're in those academic circles they focus on all the academic reasons to code things a certain way and all the academics behind why uh, you would implement this certain uh, data structure and not this other data structure. And I'm not going to put that stuff down completely. It is interesting to know, and it can be good to know, especially if you're a really high-level engineer. Um, If you were a senior Software architect at Microsoft, and you were working on the Azure team, and there was some specific problem where you were having like a major performance issue or something. Uh, There's always a reason to have somebody that's a high level engineer that knows this kind of stuff and can solve really deep problems. So, uh, I'm not putting that stuff down. There is a time and a place to know that but uh it's it's really i i just get a kick out of it i i don't i can't even almost can't believe that this is the state of things when i look back after having learned how to code and now doing it every day for a living uh when i go back and look at those tutorials i almost have to rub my eyes and like make a double take i'm like i cannot believe that nobody has figured out uh you know up until now that this isn't the way to learn it um i mean it's a little bit different if you go to like pluralsite.com or um i that's actually the one i have the most experience with so i can't really talk about the others i know there's uh like uh linda.com and treehouse and uh code academy and um uh, i don't know code.org uh, there's a whole bunch of different places to learn a lot of them are free and a lot of them are paid um i think with the paid courses you're going to get Uh, a lot more exhaustive coverage of things, and, uh, you know, there's a lot of, you know, good free resources out there, but you really do have to cobble it all together, and it can take a long time to cut through the noise and to really understand uh, when somebody's talking about things that will make a difference in your life and get you closer to solving the problems that you need to solve. Anyway, what I wanted to talk about today on the episode is the tunnel coder manifesto and so I wrote out this manifesto a few days ago uh, to try to sort of put into words what it is that we're all about here at the tunnel coder podcast and also uh, with the tutorial series that I'm currently working on and so the tunnel coder manifesto goes like this tunnel coders use their knowledge for the greater good Tunnel coders refuse to use traditional code tutorials. Tunnel coders will not be told that they need to be a math genius to code. Tunnel coders know that they won't need to create a linked list or binary tree to solve real problems in coding so they don't bother. Tunnel coders don't code toy apps. Tunnel coders will not be beat. They may have once given up on learning to code, but they will not let this stop them. Tunnel coders have the kind of determination that gets them to the destination. Tunnel coders go underground. They get underneath all the over-engineered structures around them, and they have a defined vision. They have a destination, and they have grit. Tunnel coders might be mining something, or they might be escaping something, but they won't apologize for their main objective. Tunnel coders will always light the ends. So I wanted to go through that, and I was going to just kind of pick through those one at a time and just talk about each one a little bit uh, to kind of elaborate on each one. So tunnel coders use their knowledge for the greater good. Uh, That's something that I wanted to just point out because I think when you learn how to code, you're learning something that is really extremely powerful. I want to point out how powerful it is to learn how to write code. When you learn how to write code, You're learning how to use the underlying technology that's basically powering almost every facet of our society now in the modern world. And so that's extremely powerful. And so when you get your mind around that and you learn how to code productively, you really have to realize that that's knowledge that you are going to determine that you will only use for the good of others. Because let's face it, there are some people out there that use this knowledge for things that are not very scrupulous. And I know that's not gonna be any of you guys, but I think it's worth mentioning. So the other thing is Tonal Coders refuse to use traditional code tutorials. Now that's a a little bit of a loaded statement. And uh, I am going to recommend that my students go out and use other code tutorials, of course, after they're uh, done with the course that I'm putting together. But I think that the real point, though, is that once they uh, have acquired a certain type of core foundational knowledge, you'll be able to go out and really cut through the noise and uh, not just blindly follow um, some of the paths that a lot of the tutorials out there are going to try to take you down. Because I truly believe that the way that most code tutorials start you out is actually more detrimental To your long-term goal of learning to code than it otherwise would be. And so uh, the next one is the tunnel coders will not be told they need to be a math genius to code. Now that's a huge one and I can't tell you how many times uh, I have run into people that when I tell them I'm a software engineer say oh you must be good at math or um, you know the different times I read people talking about how math is so important to being a good programmer and this and that and now that usually comes from that computer science background perspective like i talked to you about and i know this is the case because i actually have uh my undergraduate degree in uh information systems which is a offshoot of of cs or computer science and so i am acquainted with this world I didn't go to Stanford or one of the uh, big name schools, but I can tell you that this is kind of sort of the background behind the academic world and the way they view coding. And so um, that's something to look out for. It's something that is absolutely not true. I was atrocious at math when I was growing up, and I believed erroneously in the beginning that I would never be able to learn how to code because... Uh, My mind just didn't work that way. And so I just really want to reiterate to you that there is no way you've got to be a math genius to be able to earn a living coding. And so the next one is tunnel coders know that they don't need to create a linked list or a binary tree to solve problems, real problems coding, so they don't bother. And I think, you know, this is another sort of loaded statement. It would be probably good at some point uh... for you to check that out you know i don't really honestly know how beneficial it is Um, in fact maybe i'm just saying that to sort of satisfy that little voice in my mind that says you know coming from sort of a cs background um, you know that well you really do need to learn this you know at some point or you need to at least know what it is i mean honestly I think the only reason you need to know what it is or how to do it is because they still seem to ask these questions on a lot of code interviews and I know for a fact that like at Google and some of the big companies um they will definitely probably throw out something like that. Now the industry is really changing and I've read a number of things about how uh the way that they hire software engineers is really changing and they are starting to move away from asking these, you know, sort of heavy CS related questions and they're more focusing on your ability to solve problems. And uh, I think that's a great thing because really in the real world, uh, knowing those types of things is really only necessary at like a certain level and at a very certain point when you're trying to optimize something or uh, like that. But day-to-day code At the level of the code that I write and uh, the majority of other software engineers write, um, it's absolutely not necessary. And in fact, if you need to know, uh, you know, something about these different algorithms, you can just go Google it and look it up. And there is definitely a library out there that you can pull into your code where somebody's already implemented that data structure and you just sort of use what they've implemented and you move on. The next thing is tunnel coders will not be beat. They may have once given up on learning to code, but they will not let this stop them. That comes down to uh, what I've been talking about in this podcast about grit. And I truly believe that grit is one of the, if not the most important thing that you can learn uh, on your road to becoming a software engineer. Um, It's really going to serve you in so many different areas and If you can get that ability to activate your internal grit, and I've talked about this before, um, you can really do anything. So as a tunnel coder, this is something that I want to really drive home at a deep level, that grit is really uh, one of the base things that we need to get in order to learn software engineering. And that's actually part of the reason why I named the tutorial series Tunnel Coder and that's why the podcast is Tunnel Coder because there's this sort of metaphor I think in in uh, the tunnel the idea of digging a tunnel of sort of I was actually kind of thinking when I when I first created it thinking about like the Shawshank Redemption movie and how he you know just sort of the idea of like you're you're in jail or something and you've got this like spoon and you're um spending like long nights like digging your way out, you know, one little spoonful at a time, or, you know, maybe kind of like the Count of Monte Cristo, that idea that maybe you're stuck in your job or you're stuck in the position that you're at um, in your career. And if you get that sense of grit, you understand um, what it takes, you can spend the time to dig your way out spoonful by spoonful. and, And eventually you'll find that You'll be able to dig your way out of whatever it is that's holding you back and you can make a major life change. So that also leads me to um, the next one where I say tunnel coders have the kind of determination that gets them to the destination. Um, that's also a grit thing and that's like learning how to um, just chip away at it little bit by little bit until you get to your destination. And That's why the next one says they get underneath all of the over-engineered structures around them and they have a defined vision and a destination and they have grit, okay? Um, I've sort of already explained that one, but um, the thing there is that we're going to get under these over-engineered structures, these things where, um, you know, people are recommending that you do all of these other things, you know, go out there and learn all these algorithms and uh, go do this ropes course, you know, in the, in the metaphor I was talking about before and do all these other things on the side that really aren't getting you a whole lot closer to your main objective. And I, I see that as over-engineering. If I needed to go out and write a really simple program that would, let's say, grab some data from the internet and take it and store it somewhere and do something with it, um, I wouldn't spend a whole lot of time writing a ton of abstraction and a ton, which basically means a ton of um, you know classes and data structures that are far away from my objective. Now that might help me in the future as I build up that program and as I find that I need certain things to be abstracted because maybe I need to write some tests and I need to abstract or. Um, make that chunk of code something that can be swapped out for another chunk of code. We would kind of be getting into some sort of deeper object-oriented ideas here about uh, polymorphism and things like that. I'm not gonna go into all that right now, but um, the idea of abstraction at that level would be that you'd be able to have a chunk of code that could play a bunch of different roles. And that's really important when you're writing tests or when you want to have a flexible framework, you know, where you can pass in this chunk or that chunk of code, and um, there's a bunch of different reasons why you'd want to do that and write abstractions. But in the beginning, I wouldn't start out by over engineering all that stuff, and I wouldn't write all of those abstractions and build up some framework just because I need to do this thing like grab some data and do some simple thing with it. It'd be like, you know, if I need to go out of my backyard and Uh, dig a hole, you know, for some reason, because I don't know who knows why I'd want to dig a hole. I really just need to grab a fricking shovel and dig the hole. I wouldn't go out and rent a bobcat or a backhoe and, and then build like a ramp into my backyard and then uh, put up a fence and then, um, you know, call the gas department and, uh, you know, do all these things so that I can dig a 12 inch hole Um, in my backyard. That'd be like, you know, insane. And that'd be uh, building up all these abstractions and over-engineering the situation. Right. So um, I'm not going to teach you to do that in the, uh, all the tunnel coder stuff. And that's really what, um, well, you know, any good engineer isn't going to tell you to do that. Right. And um, so I'm not saying I'm the only one um, that would recommend you to do that. I mean, a good engineer is going to know that, and they're going to tell you to do the same. But maybe that's what it is, is that maybe the people that write a lot of these beginning tutorials, I don't know, maybe they haven't had a whole lot of real-world engineering experience, and so maybe they haven't run into a lot of these situations where they've learned pragmatically to not go that over-engineered route, you know, but just uh, practically speaking, go in and solve the problem. Um, I think that's probably a real-world bit of knowledge that you gain when you um, are working on everyday business logic and you're solving real problems. So, um, you know, other engineers are going to tell you the same thing, but it's probably people that have experience solving business problems every day. So anyway, I want to recommend that you stay away from that kind of stuff, okay, especially when you're learning. And so, um, the last two tunnel coders might be mining something, they might be escaping something, but they want to apologize for their main objective. And the last one is tunnel coders will always light the ends. Okay. So we might be mining something. Maybe we're going down into a tunnel we're mining certain types of information. We're, um, looking for little nuggets of information where the metaphor there is, you know, we're picking away at, um, the information spoonful by spoonful in the middle of the night because we're trying to escape the prison that we're in or the jail cell you know that's a metaphor for the job we hate or the situation we hate in life we're going to go down there and pick away and we're going to have determination and we're going to get little bits of knowledge and we're going to learn little bit by bit until we get the heck out of that jail right so we might be down there mining little gold nuggets we might be escaping something um, and we're not going to apologize for our main objective, which is to solve real world problems all right that's what we want to do we want to use code to solve real problems. We don't want to screw around with writing toy apps and you know uh, car classes and dog cat classes and all that stuff um, you know I don't know i I suppose maybe that helps somebody. I don't know. That really didn't help me. Um, That kind of stuff. Again, I feel like it takes you far away from your objective, which is like when I first started, I needed to learn how to solve some very specific business problems. I needed to learn how to get some customer information out of our order data in an e-commerce system. And if I'd have spent all my time learning how to code up a dog class where um, one of the methods is a speak. Another method is a wag the tail. Um, if I would have spent my time there and, and got stuck there, I would have never been able to, you know, take my company to the next level and um, take our auto ship program from a hundred customers or 50 or a hundred customers to a thousand customers and bring in another $250,000 a year to our bottom line. Okay. That's the kind of power that you have when you can write real code and, uh, You know when you can solve real business problems okay so that's why we're not going to do that kind of stuff and i'm gonna not going to talk about that kind of stuff and i'm really hoping that you hear what i'm saying and you don't get stuck learning that kind of stuff either and the last one is that tunnel coders will always light the ends and so to me that's kind of a long-term future based objective and that's one of the main things one of the main objectives of this podcast and of the code tutorial system that I'm working on right now behind the scenes that's going to be available soon Um, and that is that you know when you're in a tunnel you know everybody knows that metaphor that um, you know is there a light at the end of the tunnel for me when I got into that tunnel and you know I started learning how to code there was very much not a light at the end of the tunnel and I felt super uh, let down and and I felt super distracted and I felt really super discouraged and there was no light out there for a long time until i had this sort of epiphany where i realized that it was all about cutting through the noise and that there was certain things that i really didn't need to pay attention to and other things that um you know just a handful of things that if i paid attention to would get me a lot closer to my objective i also found along the way once i really got down that road and really got on that path I found some major luminaries on YouTube, uh, you know, some guys that, and and women as well that uh, just really helped me in my learning path and they kind of lit the end of the tunnel for me. And so I'm going to be sharing uh, eventually uh, on this podcast and in in the tutorial series, I'll be sharing the names and the links of some of those videos uh, because there are some people out there that are just absolutely brilliant and I would highly recommend that you follow them and learn from them. But um, like I said, I want to turn around and help others see the light at the end of the tunnel. And I hope that you will do the same. And I know you're going to do the same. And I know that once you learn how to achieve your objectives as well, that you're going to turn around and do the same. You're going to be a light at the end of the tunnel for all the people that are coming up behind you. So Thanks so much for listening to today's episode, and I hope that you guys are having an amazing day or night wherever you are, and we'll talk to you soon.